Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning. We are Booker, Alex, and Audrey. Good morning. Hey. I got a phone call Sunday morning from Alex and you said that you're comfortable talking about this yeah. but it's one of those things whenever whenever something like this happens nobody really knows the right words to say you know what yeah. I mean and mm-hmm. I guess you don't know until you're in it and uh, um, your brother passed away yeah and and I'm I'm trying to kind of reconcile everything right and I'm thinking well You've known that he was sick for a while. Yeah, yeah. Back in 2016, he suffered a massive heart attack, and it's just been kind of, uh, you know, there's no fixing for heart disease. It was just getting worse and worse, and then it was needed a, he would need a um, artificial ventricle or a pump, like, basically, to keep him going, and then he wasn't a candidate for that, and then it would need to be, he would need to be on a, um, on a uh, wait list for a heart transplant, and he didn't want to do that. And uh, so it was his, from what I understand, it was kind of his desire to just play things out. Yeah. Yeah. He hated being in the hospital. I mean, who does? Right. No, he, 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 you know, uh, he was here, what, four months ago in April. He was here at the heart hospital for almost a month. And, and, the best place you could be at Austin Heart. I mean, it's they're specialists. They're there for, and it, it was just, he hated it just because he loved it, but he hated just being there just. He felt he was inconveniencing all of us, yeah. my mom and my dad, who were watching over him. So it's just like, for having such a bad heart, he had such a big heart, you know, doing stuff for other people. And so it was one of those where he had had enough, and he his body just couldn't take it anymore, and he was like, I don't want to pr- proceed. And the doctors wanted him to stay. That you know, doctors are there to save your life, right? That's what they do. And then it it, it broke their hearts that he didn't want to do it. But we had to all. Up, Follow his wishes, and so he, uh, you know, he. My parents would ask him over and over, you know, you sure? And yes, yes. So uh, he, he put in his, uh, I guess, a will that, uh, or the, uh, I guess, a, a no resuscitate, like don't bring me back if I go, kind of thing. Um, DNR. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And forgive me for not knowing all the medical terms. No. That's just new to me, because um, he was having little episodes of where his heart rate would rush up. This was recently, yeah, recently, like a couple, a couple times, and so it, it was, it was the heart, the pressure was the heart, the rate would spike and rocket because it was trying to make up for the left side or that wasn't healthy, and mm-hmm. it was just, it would just make him pass out, and you know, and then his defibrillator would have to kick in and get him back going. So that just was the life he was living as of lately, and he knew something was gonna. Ha- I mean, we all knew something was gonna happen. 
it was just a matter of when. When, and it was, uh, you know, my mom had prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Um, we're Catholic, you know, Hispanic Catholic, that's our jam, you know, praying right. and lighting candles. And and um, and God listened because um, uh, he, uh, <clears throat> I I brought up the booker that he got that, the call. I was in Las, <laughs> out of all places, I was in Las Vegas. I was in Las Vegas. I flew to Vegas to watch football. All Sunday long, because my wife said, I have nothing going on Sunday. I'll take care of the kids. Go. you know. And I'm like, okay, because my friend was there. So we're just going to watch the Dallas Cowboys and watch football. And then that morning, um, I, I, it's, it's crazy because I was exhausted from Saturday with the kids. And it was like, I'm going to sleep in. When's the last time I slept in? And my phone was low. I didn't hear any calls, nothing. And then, my, then the hotel phone rings. And I'm like, weird. <laughs> and I answer it. And it's a welfare or well, wellness or welfare check or whatever. It's from the front desk. Uh-huh. They're like, yeah, this is a welfare check or wellness or, or checking on uh, Alexander Franco's. Is Alexander Franco? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, your wife, Andrea, is Franco's on the phone. And I'm like, okay, weird. I just woke up and I'm like, what's going on? And then uh, I hear her and then she's like, where have you been? And I'm like, what do you mean? And I looked at my phone. I had like 20 missed calls from her. I had a missed call from my mom. Uh, the guy I was in Vegas with, I had missed calls from him, and I'm like, "What the hell's happening?" And so she says, "Your brother passed away," and I'm like, Ugh. "You know, I'm like, man, I'm like, okay." And you know, I was always thinking, "How am I going to act this day?" Like, I know death is common. I know people lose people all the time, but I've I've never lost someone close like that. Uh huh. I've never lost. I, I only have a brother, you know, and I have a mom and a dad, and I still have my mom and dad. I lost grandparents, but you know, it was I, I was young, you know, but but never someone close. And I was like, how am I going to react, you know? And I was cool. I was like, okay, okay, you know, cool. And I just looked outside, and I my room was facing the airport, and I looked up, and I'm like, damn it, David. <laughs> I'm like, really. I'm like, really? The timing? Like, so I packed my bag. I showered, went downstairs, told my buddy I got to leave. Got a flight. You know, shout out Southwest for making it happen. They were, I was, I was a mess, but like not crying a mess, but just everything was just like, they say you're in a fog and I like, I, I know what a fog is now. I was like, I'm in it, you know? And, uh, it probably hasn't even sunk in yet. I think, yeah. you know, kind of what, what, what I've seen with people is it's just, uh, let, let's figure this out thing. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously the whole process of, you know, the the service. And then after that, that's kind of when you go through the grieving process, right. although everybody does it differently. Have you had a moment to even process it yet? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, and and, and here and the thing is, it's like I, I felt my family and I, my mom and dad and I, we feel um, I feel more so. And I'm and here's the thing. It's so hard. It's so hard as a kid, you know, to be that strong rock for my mom and dad. It's so hard. Yeah. Um, because you know nothing you can say and do is gonna change that they lost their son, so that that's that's been the tough one. And I just want to I've been keeping it together in front of everyone, you know. Um, and uh, but you know, um, but there's little things that have been happening along the way. You know, there's little things like I. I uh, First of all, he passed in his sleep at, at five around five a.m. My parents heard he's been staying with my parents. He has to because they've been kind of helping him out. But he has a somewhat normal every you know he goes out has dinner with friends and um, but my mom was always praying that please dear God do not take him while he's on the road. He wasn't driving, but mm-hmm. well you know, his friends would pick him up or he would take an Uber. But don't let him die in the car on the road or at a restaurant or somewhere in public where we have to get him and it's just it makes a scene or better yet it hurts someone else you know and. He passed away in his recliner watching TV or just asleep at 5 a.m. in El Paso. And 
um, my dad, they heard that they all, they heard his last breath. They heard a big gas. I don't know. My mom was talking to her friends about when their friends had passed in their sleep and they hear a last breath and that they heard it. My dad ran up and my mom heard my dad saying, David, wake up. David and my mom knew right away, call 911. And he was gone. And then um, they took him. And uh, But it's so funny because <laughs> kids. So my wife and kids get to El Paso there. My, my son's nine and my daughter's six. And he was asking my mom and dad, like, you know, hey, so what happened? You know, and just he's just processing and learning it all. And he's all, you know, could you get to see the EMS and the police on the ring camera? And my mom and dad are like, yeah. And then so they start watching it. And I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are watching the ring camera of them pulling my brother out? Like nothing, though. But my I was like, in my head, I'm like, Jacob, like, that's probably the last thing my mom wants to see. But it's like, my mom was like, no, let's watch it. And they, they point them out. And it's fast, you know. But they see it. And it's like you see it. And I didn't want to watch it, but I kind of saw it because they were watching it. But it's like, you know, you're starting to you see things for the first time and it hurts. Yeah. But then the next time again, it's just it doesn't feel better. But it's just that, you know, everything I'm doing, like, you know, it's I, I told my parents, I first of all, I, this happened Sunday and I was like, I'm going to get back to work Wednesday morning. I was like, I just I don't know. I just need to continue doing what I do. Like I told Booker that this place is my happy place in this studio and being on air in Austin, it's my happy place. It makes me feel so much better, you know? So I need to do what I do. But I told my dad and mom before I left, I said, you know, this is our new normal, you know? this Our life is never going to be the same again, you know? But we got to, this is the new normal. This is our new life, like, you know? But we got, you know, that first night was the hardest because my brother's room uh, was uh, the door was open, but the lights were off, and my son was like, "It's kind of weird and creepy in there, you know. Can you turn on the light?" And I'm like, "You know what? Let's go. Come on, let's go upstairs. Let's go. Let's go turn on the light. Let's walk in there and let's tackle this." And so we went in there, and it, you know what? I hugged the chair that he that he died on, and and it was weird that I did that, but it felt so good. It did. It felt so good doing that. After in what way? I just felt. Like lift, like everything lifted off. Like it was so weird. I was like, oh my God. Like I kissed the chair, the, the headrest. And, and then my son did the same thing too. And, and we felt so good. And then I left his lamp on and we went to bed. I told my parents about it. I was like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it was weird because, because in my mind when death, you just, I, I feel like you close that door and you, you never want to, oh, I don't want to see that. Like my mom said, I never want to go upstairs again in her life because my brother's room. And I said, okay, you know, and, but after I did that, I, I told my mom I recommended that she go upstairs and try what I did. That next morning, I woke up, I went in his room, hugged the chair, and I talked to him. It's it's weird, but I I say good morning, and I opened the blinds, and like as soon as I opened the blinds, that like it was dark. It wasn't dark, but it, all of a sudden the sun like shot in, and I'm like, okay, little things happening, you know, little things. My son starts talking to him, and he like, put his head down on the on the chair, and then uh, he walks out of the room, and all of a sudden our parents' landline rings. What the landline never rings, and it's like okay, like there's just little signs. There's just little signs that have been happening. So it's like, you know, I'm a I don't wear it on my sleeve all the time, and I should do a better job with my faith. But I grew up Catholic, and I believe, you know, I have strong faith. I do. I don't tell everyone all the time. I don't think I need to wear it on my sleeve and preach to people and stuff. But I believe, and you know, I feel people that have passed, and I feel them. I feel the spirit, and I know. That he is in a better place, and I know we're gonna be okay. It's a, it sucks. It's different, but it is what it is, and we're gonna get through it. And uh, I mean, again, signs, random little signs. 
the Alexa. He hates Alexa. He hate my brother hates smart speakers, the technology. He was like, ah, oh, stupid thing. Always just return on, you know, randomly. Like that's how you could listen to us. And so it went on while my mom and dad, and my brother, my mom and son, we were we were talking in the living room. It randomly went on, and we're like. That's weird. You know, it's just little signs that we're seeing, little things. I went to go visit his friends at a bar they used to hang out at. And then all of a sudden, Cold Place was pl- started playing. And they're like, dude, did you play that? And I'm like, no, what? I, no, like Touch Tunes, no. And they're like, that's your brother's favorite song. And I'm like, did you play it? Did someone? And they're no, there was no one there. It's just little things are just happening. And it's just like, oh my gosh, it's just, it's so weird. You know, my mom, let me just tell you one thing before we go is uh, my mom. Um, so when I walked through that door, it's the hardest thing when you see your parents for the first time after this. My, my dad, retired FBI agent, strongest guy in the world I, I've seen. Uh, I see my mom. I give her a hug, and we're good. And then my dad just walks up to me, and he crying and says, we lost him. <laughs> that was so hard, so hard, because he hadn't cried to anyone and broke down, and that was the hardest, hardest thing. And then my mom started breaking down and call, and saying, I just hope David knew we did enough for him. I hope he did enough. I hope he did. I hope he knew it. And I swear to God, my phone rang, <laughs> and they told me not to say something. But I'm, I, it was. I'm, I'm going to say it. But one of the doctors from the heart hospital that um, I won't say his name, but he uh, he was David's doctor here, and he 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 heard that he passed, and he called my mom. The phone rang, and I put it on speaker, and he told my mom literally. He said. Uh, I just want to tell you that you guys, Mr. and Mrs. Franco, that you did everything you could possibly do as a parent for your son. Uh, you just the only thing that we can't do is control the health, like, and and you did everything. And I'm like, I started crying because I'm like, what timing? You know what I'm saying? My mom and dad, I like, they, he literally saved their life, knowing the rest of their life that they did everything from a stranger. So it's just little things just happening. I'm a believer. I mean, everything happens for a reason. This is him passing as we knew it was going to happen. Um, when we didn't know, but I just know he's in a better place, and I just, I, I just do. And he's no longer in pain. One hundred percent. So I mean, uh, I appreciate. There's so many people that have reached out here in Austin, like that. that I appreciate all the love, and and uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, life's weird. You know, life's weird, and everything. I am a believer of everything happens for a reason, whether it be good, bad, or sad. There's a plan. I mean, it. You know, it's just it, it's part of the game plan and well alex know yeah. that we love you so much thank and you guys thank you all we know that this it. is a very difficult time for you and uh yeah. thank you for being here mm-hmm. and and we hope that we can help keep your spirits up and absolutely thank you guys no parent should ever ever have to bury their child it's but. a tough one you know what the whole make yourself uh, if you have your parents uh or loved ones just tell them you love them if you're fighting well you can't do it. that enough can you seriously you really can man <laughs>
jumped across for David Franco, this is his favorite song, mm-hmm. Yellow, Coldplay. Uh, Alex's brother lost his battle with uh, heart disease at a very young age, um, just a couple years older than you, David yeah, was? Uh, he was, uh, eight, yeah, eight, eight years old. Yeah, seven, eight years older. Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. that much older. Yeah, he was a lot older. He, oh, he, he, I always he, thought he was just a couple years nah, older than you. No, nah, no, nah, I was always the pain in the ass. That's the thing. We, did, we, we had a very weird relationship. I always felt like we were looking at old pictures and uh, he was, uh, my mom was like, he was always so protective of you as a kid. And I'm like, what? I didn't know that. But but the older he got, when he got like the middle school, I was the pain in the ass, little like elementary <laughs> school. And his friends like, he's like, get away, you know, and all through high school, bro, you're annoying. Like, you know, but that was, I he knew, I knew he loved me a ton and I yeah. loved him a ton and looked up to him a ton. So and, and my mom was asking me some questions uh-huh. and she was like, did he have any kids? And I said, no, he never had any children, no, but never married. But I know that he loved your kids oh, yeah. so much. That's that the was, side no one he, saw. Yeah. 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 He, oh yeah. I mean, I'll just tell you this. Um, he love he loves cars. He's a car guy. Uh-huh. He has a, his pride was like a 2017, 2018, like Mustang GT Ford, like loaded, like, and, um, it's weird seeing the, uh, he always told my son that uh, he always told my son Jake, who's nine, saying that Jake loves cars too and loves Mustangs. And he was like, "I'm gonna." He's all, "That's yours." When I go, when I go, and we, you know, whenever we, you, you never want to think. But but my mom said your brother always wanted to have it, so Jake, that car is yours. And my parents gave Jake the car. They did. Uh-huh. Oh wow! Now you don't have to yeah. buy one. Well, no, oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think you get. That. Well, but my because my my son was like, "When do I get to drive the car?" He didn't. He, He's he, already on it. Well, he said he, he asked. He said, "When do I get to drive Uncle's car?" Because we were talking about like who's going to drive uh-huh. it around and and uh, and uh, 
he said, my mom said, well, when you're 15 or 16, you can drive it. And she's like, better yet, you can have it. And he was like, what? And I'm like, mom, you don't give a V8 sports car to a 15, 16. No doubt. I didn't tell her that at the time, but I'm like, keep that in the yeah, garage. Yeah, you don't, mom. Wow. You don't. But All right. uh, yeah. well, thank you so much for sharing that yeah, story. I know it, it had to be difficult for you. And yeah. And um, it's the new normal, and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be hanging with you every step of the way, y'all. Love you. All right. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.